Hi everyone and welcome to VMware's Partnership Perspectives. I'm Zia Yusuf, Senior Vice President of Strategic Ecosystem and Industry Solutions at VMware. And I'm delighted to share with you stories and trends from VMware's partners, executives, and industry analysts. In this episode, I'm joined by Stephanie Trotman, Chief Growth Officer at Wipro. In her role, Stephanie leads Wipro's relationships with hyper-growth partners, provides market intelligence through advisors and analysts, enhances Wipro's brand awareness, and develops sales capabilities throughout the organization. Together, we discuss the importance of having a purpose-driven business, key levers for prioritizing diversity, and how Wipro's newly announced VMware Business Unit brings together industry expertise and customer-centric technologies to maximize clients' growth impact. Enjoy the conversation. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. Wipro's obviously been a a fantastic partner of ours, and and we're delighted that you can spend a few minutes with us. Thank you very much, Zia. It's great to be here with you today and looking forward to our conversation. So Stephanie, as as we kind of just jump right into it, and and you obviously have tremendous amount of experience even before Wipro and in previous roles at Accenture and DXC. For our audience, can you talk a little bit about Wipro, the journey the company has been on, and then in particular, your role as Chief Growth Officer What are the things that you kind of really worry about and drive? We'll start from there. Absolutely. So Wipro is a company that's been in business for 75 years in various forms. Today, we're one of the leading technology companies in the world with over 260,000 employees in 66 countries. And we serve some of the largest clients in the world in helping them achieve their digital transformation journeys, if you will. And obviously, the move to cloud is probably one of the most important transformations that we've seen in a really long time. Wipro is unique in that we have such a breadth of capabilities, everything from design thinking to platforms to cloud infrastructure and then security and BPO businesses. So there's a lot that we can do to really help our clients The chief growth office was formed about 18 months ago when Thierry joined as CEO, and I was thrilled to come to the organization as its first chief growth officer. And really the challenge we had as a company was stagnated growth. We were a great company, clients liked us, but we hadn't grown in 10 years. And so we needed a new growth mindset to think differently about client centricity and how we serve clients. And certainly in the midst of the pandemic and and post-pandemic era, when we're now introducing hybrid work environments and rethinking how we work with clients, quite frankly, it required a different set of tools and and thoughts and, and processes. So I also have responsibility for our marketing organization, as well as our ecosystems and partnerships. And so we kind of look at this office as kind of bringing all that together to really ignite growth in our strategic market units and with our clients. So it's an exciting time to be at Wipro and VMware is such a strategic partner for us. You're in almost every one of our clients. And so it's a great time for us to continue to collaborate at a new level together. If I could share a personal story, I got introduced to Wipro many years ago. I led the ecosystem at SAP and signed the first contract between Wipro and SAP when they started an SAP business and had an opportunity to spend time on the campus and also with Mr. Premji. And the culture of Wipro, as I've seen it evolve over the years, has been an incredible constant, if you will, 
and a source of strength for the company. Talk a little bit about that piece of it and how that's helped the company shape their past and, and current, but also kind of going into the future with Rishad now as chairman. And, and how has that come together? And Terry, obviously, great source of, of strength there. When I got the call to speak with Terry about the role, I knew a lot about Wipro because I've been in this industry for a long time, but I didn't really know the company. And so what I learned in that process and certainly what I've discovered since joining is just what we call the spirit of Wipro, which is really the heart of the company. And it's a very special environment, a very special culture. And a lot of that is a result of Mr. Premji's vision for the company that we be a purpose-driven business. So 67% of our profits actually go to the Premji Foundation and are reinvested in the communities that we live and serve to help with health issues, education, combating poverty, a lot of topics that are near and dear to all of us as we think about how we become not only great partners to our clients, but also great partners to society. And so everything from you know becoming a sustainable business ourselves to being purpose-driven really defines who we are. And so the people that have been at Wipro a long time take a great deal of pride in that. And it really speaks to our commitment to grow as a company and to serve our clients, but also to serve our communities. And for those of us that have only been with Wipro for a year or two or even shorter, it quickly becomes a part of who you are and how you think. And so in that regards, it's it's a very special, I think, place to work and a special company to be a part of. Yeah, and I love the phrase purpose-driven because I, I think that comes across from an outside perspective that that's always been at the core, not just in your business relationships with your customers, but also very much with how you engage with your teams. And especially through this kind of pandemic, which, I mean, you have hundreds and thousands of people working in Wipro. I think you've done a tremendous job in continuing to engage with your teams with so much change and remote work. So congratulations to you and, and to all your colleagues to kind of leading through that. I, I think it's a testament as I said, again, to the culture and, and the purpose-driven approach that you folks take. Thank you very much. You know, I'm particularly proud of just the efforts that we undertook during the pandemic to set up hospitals, to provide vaccines, and to really take great care, not only of our people, but of their families. As you said, it really speaks to the heart of Wipro and, and who we are as an organization. And it's uh, it means a lot, especially during really difficult times. Absolutely. That's definitely to, to the VMware piece of it and the partnership here, but maybe one more kind of broader question. As you look at the engagement between Wipro and, and how you're serving your clients today, given all the changes happening from a technology landscape perspective, specifically on cloud, but broadly what's happening with SaaS and subscription, how are you and the team kind of stepping up to provide the kinds of services and capabilities that your customers need today? What are some of the changes that you've had to make and your perspective on that? So I think for us, we recognized early on that we needed to be a digital business and that we needed to help our clients with their digital transformations. And in many ways, that is directly related to what they're doing in cloud. It's interesting. I think VMware was my first partner in my career that I worked with to help clients virtualize their environments and, and really start those first steps to creating a cloud-enabled infrastructure. And I think that the need has escalated and accelerated 
especially post the pandemic. And I think clients are looking for the right solutions to help them move their environments to the cloud and to really be able to deliver greater value to their business. So it's not just about cost savings. It's not just about efficiencies, but it's really about driving top line value. And it's a complex environment. The customers have choices. They have legacy environments they have to manage. And so it's a perfect opportunity for a partner like VMware to join in the discussions around how do you create really a hybrid cloud environment. I think some customers are potentially looking at one partner over another, but in many instances, they want to work with multiple partners. And that's where I think the value of our relationship really comes into play. And there's some great examples that we've had at some of our largest clients, like a German retailer, where we began our first Google Cloud VMware engine migration project, and we helped them migrate VM workloads from on-prem to GCP using VMware Cloud. So that's just an example of this isn't a simple choice for our clients. It's complex. And with our partnership and with a partner like Wipro, who can look across the ecosystem and really help our clients to make the right choices and put together the right solutions to deliver the outcomes that they're looking for is really important. And so to the extent we can help them simplify that process and also amplify those results, we can really work together well in solving what is proving to be a complex challenge. You're absolutely right. And you start getting to how the vision of VMware and Wipro does very much align And I think the hybrid pieces of it is clearly important. Our strong belief is that customers will continue to have a mixed environment of some still on-premise, private cloud, public cloud, and multiple public clouds. We take pride and confidence in our strategy to be able to serve in all of those deployment models with a consistent set of cross-cloud services. And we believe that that's a customer-centric view of the world. Instead of pushing a specific technology or a specific type of deployment option, you understand where the journey of the customer is and where they need to deploy it in what situations. So that combination is fantastic. I know at the recently kind of concluded VMware Explore in Barcelona, Stephanie, we were tremendously excited to jointly announce that Wipro starting a VMware business unit that's dedicated to working with us, getting enabled and going out and presenting a unified face to customers. So first of all, thank you for that. We're tremendously excited by that opportunity. Would love your thoughts on how such a business unit at Wipro can actually help customers be even more successful in their digital journey. I think in most clients' cloud journeys, they've kind of picked off the low-hanging fruit, I will say, or they've taken a migration strategy. Maybe they've lifted and shifted part of their workloads to the cloud, but it's really complicated now. It's getting more challenging. And so I think as we look at what do we need to do to really partner with you to really have more impact, we have to look at the business. It's not just an IT solution, it's really a business solution. And so by creating this business unit, it allows us to make investments together that solve particular industry or client issues. And so it's bringing our industry expertise together with yours and your technology to really build those solutions for clients and then take them to market together. And we think there's a lot of power in doing that. And it allows us to 
really decide where we can jointly invest, not just Wipro with the client, not just you on your own, but together, what are those solutions that we can build and then take to market? I think that's where we're going to see the sizable growth together. We'll still have other types of situations where we come together to work with a particular client on a big transformation or on a big migration strategy. But at the same time, like what are the industry-based solutions that we can build that will help them accelerate their time to market or accelerate their impact to their growth agendas? And when I think about what you have with apps modernization with Tanzu, for example, that's top of mind for our clients today. How do I not just lift and shift what I have, but how do I modernize my application so that I get more business value of it? It better meets the needs of the organization. And we bring our design it and experience capabilities together with your technology to be able to create that experience for the clients. And I think we also do that in the the Virtua Desk solution that we have that, again, speaks to employee experience and helps improve that so that they have the technology that they need when they need it to do their work. And so I just think there's there's so many broad applications of technology, but then there's very specific things that we can build together on behalf of our clients. So I'm super excited about the structure that we're creating and the way that we're going to market together. You made a very good point for VMware. Over the years, our GSI relationships have been important, but I would suggest that they are far more important going into the future. Because as we get into not just the virtualization layer or cloud, but also modern apps and also some of the edge work that we're looking at together, it becomes much more important, right? And one of the capabilities that we hope to benefit from our engagement is from a vertical industry perspective. This is not something that we've necessarily built. I would say that VMware is becoming much more vertically aware. Uh, We're kind of building up some of the teams in financial services, retail, healthcare. We obviously have a strong telco team. Any perspectives on a go-to-market from a vertical perspective, especially in a cloud construct? How do you look at it and, and how do you kind of get that domain expertise in these different verticals? Yeah, we've invested a lot in our own industry expertise. We've made strategic acquisitions in the telecom space and the financial services space with with Capco. And we also have an industry consulting business where we bring that deep industry expertise together with the technology solutions and or the business solutions that clients need to kind of develop the solutions they need to grow their business or to drive costs out or to have speed to market. And so A lot of times what our partners will look for us to do, they might have knowledge of certain industries and you certainly sell into all kinds of industries today. You're present in most of our clients or your technology is, but what we can bring is that really deep domain expertise. What are the business challenges that they're faced with and that they're trying to solve? Like 20 years ago, when technology was kind of this back office function, it now is the business in many cases. And so understanding the application of it and the implications for transforming a business process or creating a new market or reaching customers in a new way is so important for us to thrive in providing technology services. So that's why we've made significant investments in that space over the past couple of years, kind of building on what we already had. And then I think, again, that's the power of our partnership. We can bring that to you. You bring the technical expertise 
on your capabilities. And we marry that with our other services to create those solutions for our clients. They don't want to buy technology. They want to buy solutions. Absolutely. And, and that's one piece of the puzzle I'm particularly excited to, to engage with all of you is we need your vertical domain expertise. And we need to look at things and VMware needs to look at things from a much broader perspective. One more quick question on the announcement. It included the power of Wipro's full stride cloud services capability. Could you share with our audience a little bit what that is and how do you hope to make that successful and impact your customers? Absolutely. So when I joined Wipro, shortly after joining, we had some amazing assets. We had our cloud studio. We had a lot of capabilities kind of spread across our business. And what we quickly realized is our ability to bring that under one umbrella and really go to market as one capability was really important because our clients weren't looking for an infrastructure solution or an application solution. They were looking for an end-to-end -end technology solution. And so we created the Full Stride brand to kind of acknowledge what we thought was unique and different about our cloud capabilities. And then we brought all of Wipro together under that brand and under that umbrella to go to market as one group so that when we talked to a client, we could really meet them wherever they were on their journey and then help solve that. But also then think about long-term, where do they need to go and how do we bring, for example, our design capabilities together with our transformation capabilities with our application modernization practice and our infrastructure practice. And, and then how do we run all that potentially for them in that hybrid cloud environment? And so Full Stride was really a way to differentiate ourselves, I think, in the marketplace in terms of the kind of impact we want to have with this business and that we are having with our clients, but also then to create that umbrella within Wipro to say, how do we go to market as one? It's been really powerful for us. And it's also helped to kind of focus our investments where maybe our infrastructure team was making an investment and our applications business was making an investment or one was doing it with this partner, another one was doing the same thing with the same partner. We kind of brought it all together and it's really helped us to get focused and to really amplify our impact with our client. How does your ecosystem of partners, whether it's tech partners, how does that shape kind of the thinking and, and has that evolved for Wipro over the years? How do you think about ecosystems today? You know, it's evolved a lot. When I joined, we had partnerships. We had always had and maintained partnerships, but they were kind of managed within our practices and kind of dispersed across the business. And so often we would make multiple investments and not sync that up. We would have partners who would talk to Wipro, but would be talking to different parts of Wipro. And so we consolidated it all under a new global organization led by Jason Eichenholz. He runs our ecosystems and partnerships. And so we looked at it, where are the hypergrowth partners? How do we coalesce around them in a very deliberate fashion and not just create alliances? We've all been around the alliance. I don't even use that word anymore because we believe that this group can not only help us connect more strongly with our partners, but also be a new channel for Wipro. Too often, we were the ones out there telling clients, like, this is the partner you need to work with. Well, now clients, uh, partners are coming to us and saying, hey, we've secured this agreement to migrate this client to the cloud, but we need partners to actually bring it to life and make it happen. And so the market shifted and how people think and buy. And so we had to adapt as well. And 
it's been a, a big transformation for us, but I think our partners are feeling it. You could probably tell me, but I think it's a different, a different Wipro. And we had our first full story partner event this year in Miami, which you all were there. It was fantastic. Really deep collaboration around solving challenges for our clients. And I just left there so energized about our partnerships and the organization itself and what we could do for our clients. So no, no, look, I'm actually delighted by what you said. And I took the word alliances out of our team's name, if you will. And it kind of invokes a little bit of the traditional like one-to-one relationship. Let's have go have lunch, dinner. We'll sign a partnership agreement. We'll have a QBR and so on. I think as you think about an ecosystem, as an ecosystem, to me, it's a little bit like a spider's web where no single strand in the web is that strong. But when you put it all together and you architect that ecosystem, it can be a very significant both offensive and defensive capability. You have to be deliberate. And, and three-way partnerships are very important. So, you know, we'd love to do things with you and Microsoft or Google or AWS in and, and a three-way partnership because that's how customers consume. They don't look at this as slice pieces, if you will. So delighted that you also kind of think of it that way. If we kind of shift a little bit, I understand that you were in Davos this last time around and had an opportunity to obviously listen in and contribute to range. What were kind of one or two of your key learnings there? What did you walk away from as kind of new and interesting ideas? We would love some reflections from that. It was so fascinating to be there. And I met with so many of our clients and our partners while I was there. Obviously, the economic environment was heavy on everyone's mind. Obviously, the war in Ukraine was in early stages and weighed heavy on everyone's mind. And then I think to be one of the first events kind of coming out of the pandemic was also, well, I I would say we were coming out of it, but we still were experiencing it. And so there was a lot of conversation around how do you thrive in this new hybrid work environment? How do we deal with the talent wars and develop the next generation of talent? We spent a lot of time talking about diversity and how we create more inclusive and diverse workforces to really be able to serve our clients better and have those different viewpoints come together and coalesce to solve problems. So I sat on a couple of panels about the future is female which is with some of amazing women who are senior executives in their fields, primarily in technology companies, but also in fashion retail. And then I spent time with other CEOs on panels talking about how deliberate we need to be in driving inclusion in our environments and in our work environments. And for me, that's obviously a passion project of mine. It's one of the reasons I joined Wipro is because I thought Thierry believes that we need to be a more diverse organization and more inclusive. And obviously, by being the first woman on the executive board and setting an example for other women inside and outside the company, that would help to drive the agenda. And it certainly has. We're going again in January. And as we look at the recession and our impending recession and and other economic factors, I'm sure it will also be on everyone's mind. But the other big topic was really around sustainability and how do you become a sustainable business and what role do we have in helping our clients achieve their sustainability goals? And so you'll hear more from us in the coming weeks about what we're doing around sustainability. But again, it's through our partnership with you and with others where we can really make a difference for our clients and helping them achieve their sustainability goals. So a lot of good topics, a lot of still unknowns as we still navigate through uncertainty, 
But again, for us as a company, we see it as a great opportunity to really have impact for our clients, whether they're trying to cut costs to sustain their business or really accelerate new revenue sources in a challenging world. So a lot to talk about. (laughs) So maybe if I could double click on the diversity piece of it for a moment. I think the technology industry, broadly speaking, or the services industry, important strides have been made, but still a much longer journey to go on. And role models matter a lot. And I'm sure not just inside Wipro, but your role as a role model in in a senior role and from a services perspective. What have you found to be the one or two most important levers that companies can deploy in terms of recruiting, enabling, supporting, mentoring both women, but also from a racial diversity perspective? What's worked in your experience? Well, I think first and foremost, you have to value it. You have to understand that diversity is not something we should do. It's something we have to do, especially when I think about it from a female perspective. The pandemic just had devastating impact on women in business and and really took us back years in terms of not only women opting out of the workforce to care for families, but also just from an educational perspective, even younger generation. So first, I think you have to value it and understand that it's a key imperative to drive growth. So I think that's number one. I think number two is creating those role models and having them inside the organization, regardless of the form of diversity, but showing people want people to look up to, that they can admire and and emulate. And so promoting those people into positions of leadership so that others can see, hey, I can do that someday is number two. And I think three is, and I use the word mentoring. I think mentoring gets talked about a lot. But I think it's more than that. I think it's advocating, whether you're a leader advocating for someone coming up in the organization or you're in a room in a meeting with your peers and someone talks over someone or doesn't respect a diverse opinion or at least allow that person to be heard, you know, advocating with them and for them in the organization. And I think that's what I've tried to be very deliberate about since joining Wipro. I have a pretty open door policy. Anyone who wants to connect on learning or challenge or share their experience to grow together. I'm open for that. And then I personally have been involved in not just mentoring other women in the organization, but also really advocating for them, making sure in promotion cycles they're considered or they're challenging themselves to take roles they might otherwise not want to take because they're not sure if they're ready for it yet and kind of pushing that along. So I think it's just so important. And I'm really proud at Wipro to lead a very diverse team. And so part of that is just leading by example. Thank you for what you do. And and the passion obviously clearly comes out. It takes multiple people in multiple different levers on a sustained basis. And you're right, it has to be very deliberate and and certainly nothing related to just checking the box because the organization loses out on talent in a very big way if you don't do that. Going to kind of maybe a little bit of your personal journey, Stephanie, in terms of the pandemic, People have been impacted from a health perspective, in some cases, in very sad ways. But beyond that, it's impacted, I think, society and individuals in far more profound ways than even we understand right now. How did your life, and beyond the obvious working from home versus not, like, what did you learn during the pandemic about how you work, but also, importantly, how you live and play? 
did you pick up things or drop things? Like, how have you managed through the pandemic and the learnings there? It was really traumatic for me because I'm a very social person. I enjoy meeting people and engaging with people. I traveled every week at the time. So all of a sudden to be home and not be able to connect with people and not be able to travel was really mentally hard for me. The upside was my children came home from college. So I got to be a stay-at-home mom for the first time in my career. And uh, so I enjoyed that. I think for me, it made me kind of slow down and find balance. It's early in the pandemic, all of a sudden I had all this time on my calendar that used to be filled up with cab rides and plane rides and meetings that really weren't that important. And in the month that everyone paused a little bit while still trying to keep business running, all of a sudden my calendar started filling up again. It's like nobody knew what to do. So let's have a meeting. So I really became very deliberate about how I spend my time and I protected my own time. I needed that from a mental health perspective to go for a walk or maybe watch a show that I wouldn't have had time to do or just hang out with my kids and talk about, make dinner together and do those kinds of things. So for me, I was very blessed that I didn't have anyone in my family affected in a substantial health way. But at the same time, for us, it was a great time to really just slow down and realize that all the things that we so valued before the pandemic didn't really matter anymore. And we could kind of reset what was important. And I learned to slow down, which is <laughs> not not easy for me. But it was definitely a life changing and still is. I think we're still kind of recovering from it. And what does the new normal look like? So a lot of learnings there. Yeah. And hopefully it's a better normal and not just a new normal, if you will. Again, the profound changes at the individual level and people focus a lot on where are you sitting and working and remote and hybrid and so on. And I think that in my view, is a much smaller piece of the change that's happened. That's the most visible one on where you're working. I think the much more invisible but much more profound one is how individuals look at their life and mm-hmm. what's important and, and what's not important and the decisions they're going to make, which I think out of every tragedy and every challenge comes opportunity and, and comes some advantages. And I think this is a big one where people are going to value based on they understand there's a finite amount of time. I think we all became more human. I'd always tried to separate work from life. And this was my work persona. And this is my life persona. And all of a sudden, they came clashing together. And we were all vulnerable. I mean, there wasn't a single person that wasn't vulnerable in one way, shape or form. I think it taught me a lot about being vulnerable myself and connecting with people, being more empathetic to the folks that I work with, whether they be clients or internal team members, and just being authentic. We all had the dog barking. You know, some had babies crying in the background and life was happening while we work. So did you watch a lot of TV during this time period? Any any favorite shows that you binge watched? We watched a lot of TV. I'd say we loved Yellowstone. That was a favorite. Ted Lasso was a favorite. It was kind of a lighthearted comedy in the middle of a lot of darkness. And then we got hooked on the Great British Baking Company, which our baking show. And we started baking cakes at my house. So I didn't know I don't have a talent for it, I discovered. But it was fun for us to watch that and then have some fun with it when it was over. But Yeah, too much TV, but it was good while it lasted. (laughs) Look, I think all of these things, and and honestly, I would say we're talking about these things more openly 
as evidenced by this conversation, which just seems much more of a natural conversation to talk about dogs and shows and this, that, and the other, which I'm not sure would have happened as openly three years ago or four years ago. And it feels far more natural now to have that conversation and, and to bring our authentic selves to the table, which is super important. So, Stephanie, look, thank you very much for your time. This has been a great conversation. We truly value the partnership with Wipro. I think there's not just strategic alignment, but there's also very much of a cultural and people alignment, which to me is very important. We're excited about what we're doing together in the market, and I hope we continue to do that and, and deepen that. So thank you again, Stephanie, Wipro's Chief Growth Officer. Love the conversation around ecosystem and industry trends and look forward to continuing our collaboration. Thank you, Zia. It's great to be here. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Stephanie. It was inspiring to hear about the spirit of Wipro and Stephanie's passion for driving inclusion. I'm also energized by our discussion on the future of our partnership and how together we'll continue helping customers navigate complex cloud environments to ultimately deliver top-line value for their business. To learn more about VMware, please visit vmware.com. To connect with Stephanie, you can find her on LinkedIn. Thank you.